Influence is the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network podcast, where we talk about leadership, influence, and their role in advancing the kingdom of God. I'm Mary Kay Blum, and I'm so thankful you're joining us today. Thanks for making this time investment with us. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Rick Shields, and I'm joined with my friend and colleague, Mike Atkinson. Mike and I are privileged to host this podcast and to direct the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network. And we're happy and excited that you are with us today as well. We're talking with Miss Elizabeth Farina in Woodbury, Minnesota, about principles of leadership and influence used in her life and in the organizations where she serves and directs. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you for having me. Allow me to briefly introduce you to our listeners. Elizabeth Farina has been a nonprofit ministry leader for over 20 years. She provides unique organizational leadership giftings to ministry initiatives that enable her to lead others in developing stable foundations and lasting strategies. She's the founder of Raising Generosity, a consulting company that's focused on stewardship and funding kingdom projects. She's also the co-founder of RevFresh, a benevolence ministry with a mission to refresh ministry leaders and their families with tangible resources that meet personal needs and encourage generous living. Elizabeth lives in Woodbury, Minnesota with her husband and two children, and she's my niece, but that's not why she's joining us today. Her leadership gifts set her apart. Thank you, Elizabeth. We are so glad that you're joining us today. Elizabeth, the premise of Doorways Leadership and Influence Network is that influence is an expression of healthy leadership, and leadership is best measured by its influence. We're certainly not the owners or creators of this uh, thought or process. In fact, John Maxwell says leadership is influence. But how in your own personal experience and understanding, how do you see the correlation between leadership and influence? Well, I would say that leadership is directed at how we lead other people, how we model, how we create a pathway and take people on a journey. And influence is the lasting impact that we have on an organization, on a person's life, on a project. Um, influences our our fingerprint on that organization or people. We talked just before we started this recording, and you said that it was especially interesting to you to talk about some important principles for successful leadership and influence. Talk to us about that a little bit. I've had many leadership opportunities over the years. And as a young woman rising in my leadership, there have been many times where I've been the only woman in the room. I've been the youngest person in the room. And I've gathered a few tips that I'd just love to share with you as you're as you're growing in leadership for people who would want to desire to be uh, furthering their leadership. And I think the first principle that I have really found a lot of success with is just being willing to rise to the occasion. So Mm -hmm. when we have a call of God on our life and we have a desire to do uh, something he's put in our heart, many times we're just waiting and looking for an opportunity to step into that. And what I've really realized through my years, I've spent many years as a pastor, many years in nonprofit work and leadership, is that I have to be willing to just rise to whatever occasion is available. So that is 
bringing my best, being prepared, and then exceeding the expectation of that opportunity. So I'm one of those people that thinks no opportunity or task is too small. So when I'm given an opportunity, I step up and I try and do my very best that I can. That's interesting, exceeding the expectations, because there are expectations in every room, aren't there? Oh, there absolutely are. And there are expectations for every single project. Tell us another one of your points that you think are are critical that you've learned over the years. Being teachable and inviting feedback. That is something that if you will learn to do, to say that my idea or my perspective is not a fully finalized, cemented opinion. It's not the right way necessarily, but if you're willing to be teachable and to say, hey, here is what I'm working on. I've come prepared. I'm valuing the opportunity and the people I'm working with, but tell me how I can improve. Tell me how I can do better. What did? What can I learn? How can I, how can I exceed the expectation? Um, man, just asking for that and being willing to not to lay down your defenses and take that feedback that will help you grow and be better. So, you know, as a as a young woman in ministry, I don't have a lot of mentors. I don't have a lot of people. When I say mentor of, you know, let's go out to coffee, let's sit down and have lunch once a week or once a month. There's not as much in my life, I have not had as much one-on-one mentorship. So I've found I have to glean I have to be willing to to learn from other people. And then also when I ask for their feedback, implement that feedback. So when I say, what can I do better? And they give me a response, implement it, learn from it, adapt my methods and adapt my pathway. And that has really helped me. So to be teachable and ask for feedback. Elizabeth, as leaders, we often... At least we think there's the expectation that we're supposed to have everything put together and that people are coming to us for answers and resources. So when you invite feedback, that opens an exposure a little bit and you lay yourself out there in front of those that's going to bring feedback. How do you mentally and, and spiritually prepare yourself to do that, to open yourself up? Well, part of it is going in with a perspective of saying, I can learn from this conversation. So laying down my thought of I've done everything perfect. That's what brings vulnerability is I don't want to, I don't want to invite negativity. So you have to go into it saying there's something I could learn. I know I could do better. I know I've done well, but I could do even better. So it's a, you have to have tough skin. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Sometimes you hear things that you, you don't love. So you take it with a grain of salt you take it and say, I don't, I can, I can take the meat and spit out the bones, but what could I learn here? The powerful thing is even sometimes feedback doesn't come in a way that is, feels good or is easy to swallow. But when you say, what could I learn? There is an element of truth in it. And what I've found is that most people, when they see you coming humble, asking to be better, they want you to succeed. So humility you- makes a big difference there, I think, too, Elizabeth. Sorry to interrupt you, but but sometimes we're asking for feedback. Others hear it as critique me. And we're not always asking to be critiqued. And yet we, we also I want to know what my weaknesses are, how I can strengthen them if if necessary. 
But more often than not, uh, it comes as criticism when really maybe it behooves us as leaders and as influencers to look at providing feedback as encouragement. Well, and I think you said something really interesting there, critique me. So when I ask for feedback, I like to be prepared for that conversation. I go in and say, this is the project I've been working on. Here is the part I was contributing. What feedback could you give me on this specific area? What could I have done better? So I try and guide the conversation before it happens. If I'm asking, you know, there's times where it comes to you and you're not (laughs) able to shape that. But if I'm asking for feedback, I say, this is exactly where I'd like you to speak in. What could I do better in this area? Or what do you think we could do to improve involving this group of people or connecting, communicating this way? So I give them a parameter of what I'm looking for. Give us an example of someone you know that have lived out these concepts that you're outlining for us, you know, raise to the occasion and be teachable and invite feedback. Where did you learn this? I learned this by watching and listening to people I admire, people that I saw as successful in the field that I wanted to be successful in. So it it hasn't necessarily been one friend that embodies this or one person in my life. But I have looked to who are the people that are doing what I would like to do in a way that, man, I could see myself doing that. Those are the people I've tried to tried to glean from and learn. What do they do? What are they saying? How are they responding? And that's that's influenced me to be teachable. That's influenced me to exceed expectations. It's influenced my attitude and perspective. Um, just learning from from other leaders. That's also part of that humility that you speak of earlier too, and being teachable. Uh, sometimes we're we're teachable just by listening and hearing and being with others. I agree. Zach Dyer is my friend and financial advisor. He likes to use this Chinese proverb to help people prepare for their retirement. The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. William Inge, a 20th century American playwright, put a different spin on it. He wrote, the proper time to influence the character of a child is about 100 years before he is born. Basically, we can't wait to influence those around us until we think that either we or they are ready for it. The truth is, we may never feel completely ready. The writer of the New Testament book of Hebrews reminds us that we should consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, but encouraging one another. May the good things you know and learn be a light that draws others out of their darkness. Imagine the things they'll never see if you wait to share your influence until another day passes. All right, Rick, let's take a minute to unpack what Elizabeth just shared with us. And especially as it relates to her first topic, when it was, you know, rising to the occasion and being teachable and inviting feedback and then learning um, from other leaders. How, how do we incorporate that ourselves? I really liked what she had to say about especially rising to the occasion and exceeding expectations. And it's one thing to do the job, but it's, it's almost similar to when some people say, if you're on time, you're late. 
it's it's so important to say not only did I get this done, but in addition to that, I found some other important uh, aspects that could be included that I think will even bring additional value. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I think one of my operating procedures to try to do is always over deliver, and I think as rising to the occasion and and exceeding expectations. Um, we don't want to put too much pressure on ourselves, but at the same time, uh, we want to make sure that we're delivering everything that, that we need to deliver for sure. And it, 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 that second point being teachable and inviting feedback. And, and again, I, I really keyed on, on that. Sometimes we think people are asking us to critique them, but is that necessarily what we have to do? Do we need to critique them? There may be times when they deserve a critique, but more often than not, I think we want to encourage them. And and I I have this kind of a this kind of an axiom of mine, and you and I have discussed this personally. People talk about I want to I want to do something to build on my weaknesses. Don't do that. Build on your strengths. Yeah. If, if they're your weakness, then find somebody else that's a strength for. But you need to take your strengths and build on them. And so let's find that person's strengths and encourage them and say, Wow, you did this and you did this well help them to step up. Well, hey, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We hope it was encouraging to you. If it was, please make sure to subscribe and share the podcast with others. And on behalf of all of us at the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network, remember that we are better when we grow and learn together. Until next time, grace and peace to you. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed the content or would like to hear future podcasts, please subscribe so you can be notified when new podcasts are released. On behalf of Mike Atkinson, Rick Shields, and our amazing Doorways Leadership and Influence Network partners, this is Mary Kay Blum saying thanks for listening.